0: And so we're traveling, and then all of a sudden, if you've ever traveled in New York City, there is lots of traffic. And all I know is that when you are trying to get through the Lincoln Tunnel, it is, like, not like Buddy the Elf, but it is wild, and there are millions of cars, and it turns into, rules don't apply anymore, right? Like, it's just all for, like, one for all. I mean, no, no, we're all on our own here, and there's just people swerving and diving in and all this, and I'm like, I'm driving my suburban minivan, everybody chill out, and everything, and I just, that, that whole, like, is just is just bubbling up of stress, and then for some reason, the matter. ...that we went with, and I don't want to throw anybody on the bus, Google, but anyway, they chose, they said, let's send them through Manhattan. That seems the best way to get to Queens. Let's send them straight through Manhattan. And so we get sent straight through Manhattan. We went into the Lincoln Tunnel. There was the, the light There was sunny out. By the time we got out of Lincoln... Funnel, it was dark out so all of a sudden we're driving through Manhattan in the darkness there's people everywhere the roads are literally smaller than the vehicle and bikes and all this stuff are going everywhere and I'm just focused and like don't even look at the ETA it doesn't even matter but I just know that my stress level rose the gray hairs in my beard and if I would have had a hair on my head it was just getting grayer you know and I'm just going through this and I'll tell you this There was nothing better than getting to my cousin's apartment and climbing up the stairs, and even though it wasn't my home, it felt like home. There was an instant peace when I sat down on the couch, and he's like, let's get Carrie out, right? It's like, ah, we're here. we made it. In this season... I think some of us, we can reflect backwards. It's the end of the year. So we reflect backwards on the busyness and the hyper speeds that we've gone through and where we were at the beginning of this year and where we are now. And we can feel the pace that just is is snowballing as we get to the end of this year. But we also know that there's places when we get to the end of a deadline at work or when we we have that week off or when we get to a, a place where we can find some moment of being able to rest that we find a feeling like home and we find that sense of peace. This month, we're gonna be looking at what does it look like to come home, and how can we prepare in our hearts a place for when we get to that place, making Christ our home, that we live in Christ. One of those things that when we realize when we live in Christ, it's like getting out of the heavy traffic, climbing up the stairs, and sitting on the couch, and eating Thai takeout. It feels like home, it feels like home. This is what Jesus is all about in this Christmas season. In the craziness of it all, in the unsettlement of your soul, Jesus is the one who can bring us peace. My recommendation is to fly into New York City. That's all I want. That's really what this message is all about. No, My recommendation is that... It is hard in this life right now, I think. I think we have been uh, unsettled people for a few years now. I think we have had uh, terrain that used to be and feel so smooth in our lives. We've had expectations that if we would do X, Y, and Z, we'll get to the finish line, and this is what will be handed to us, and everything will make sense. But everything has sort of been turned upside down in our world. And, uh, and it's some place where we can find ourselves wondering what is next. We find groups that we used to hang out with, we don't hang out with anymore. We Ideologies that we thought were stable don't seem as stable anymore. And we find all of these different places that we can find ourselves. And we even see ourselves just recently, we see how divided, divided again our nation is. We live in divided and ununited times. And so we find ourselves wondering, what is that solid footing? What is that place where I can put my stake down and know that I am safe in this? In the midst of turmoil, what can be something that soothes me and calms me and ultimately gives me peace? Well, That's why God said it's time to send my son into this world. It can be easy to think that we're, we're the generation that's living in the worst times ever, right? It can be, I, I like to think that we are. It makes me feel a little bit tougher, you know? But then I take a shower and I'm like, oh yeah, people used to not be able to take showers. And then I'm like, oh, gosh, so I probably should take another one too because this is great. Oh my gosh, warm water, it's so good. But anyway, but like, but the thing is, is that I've heard often scholars say that in the time when Jesus showed up, In the Middle East, when he was born in that little manger and we sing Silent Night get all warm and cozy. It was also a time that if there was an atomic bomb back then, it would have been used. It was unsettled times. It was hard times. And so when we read the prophecy of Isaiah 9, 6, and we read that one of the characteristics of the Savior who is going to come will be called the prince of violence, no. The prince of just go with it, no. But rather the prince of peace. We can see that the people of God were excited when all of a sudden the angels harked really loud (laughs) and said, Jesus is coming. Jesus is here. And so as we look at this, Isaiah 9, 6, it says this, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. And here it is, Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. This is so important. And you say, why does this stand out for us? Well, the reality is is learned, I'm learning and I'm still learning that we do live in a culture that doesn't often elevate peace right we often live in a culture that is actually can be very easily turned to violence which is true people have this 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 thing in them where they want to turn to, to that anger that leads to violence and so how do we understand this the ways of jesus is clearly always peace but yet we don't always see peaceful things And we can look around in our world today where we see violence take place and we have wars and rumors of wars all around us. We can look at our nation, we can look at our communities, and we can even look at homes. And violence and abuse has become something that is very common in our world today. I mean, even there's a new movie, and I'm not throwing any shade here. Is that the right thing to say? Anyway, not throwing any shade here. But there's the new movie called violent night right and i i think it's doing really well shocker anyway but then here i am i'm like but die hard's a christmas movie don't argue with me you know what i mean like but like we are drawn at times to that violence and that 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 and 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 often we are not drawn instead to the peace So what I want us to understand in this day is how do we open ourselves up to live into this understanding that Jesus came bringing peace with him and wanting us to be peaceful people and peaceful times. And where do we begin? Where do we begin? And the truth of it is this. I want to get to this uh, quicker than I'm getting to. But C.S. Lewis says this. God cannot give us a happiness and a peace apart from himself because it is is not there. There is no such thing. I think sometimes we're drawn to the unsettled things. We're drawn to violence because inside that's what's going on. I think we're drawn to, to those things because our souls are uncontent. Or we're battling something inside and we're searching for some kind of thing that will calm us down but it's often not us turning to Jesus I see as Lewis is saying here is happiness and peace apart from Jesus is not possible it's just not And the thing is, is that often we can tell ourselves, but if I work a little bit more, maybe I'll be able to retire at 61 instead of 62. But if I have this kind of relationship and I make sure that, you know, I don't say these things, or if I walk in eggshells here, then it'll be a little bit easier. And I won't have that much unsettlement. If I just hit this amount of whatever it may be, then I'll have peace. Then I'll have happiness. If the Colts finally figure out how to get a quarterback, then the world will be healthy. Oh my goodness, we'll see. Maybe Aaron Rodgers. No, joke. Okay, okay, that's just kidding. All right, this costs more chaos. No, so anyway, so anyway. But this is the thing: we can try so many different avenues, but the only place we can find true and ultimate peace is in Jesus. That's why He came. That's why He's here. Jesus says in John 14, 25 through 27. I love the gospel of John. He says this, all this I have spoken. These are Jesus's words. All this I have spoken while still with you, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Do not be afraid and do not let your hearts be troubled. These are some of the closing words of Jesus to the 12 who followed him. You would think that the 12 who followed him would be like, we've got it, Jesus, we've got it all locked up. Everything that you said, you know that we are unshakable. And the last things that Jesus says to his disciples is wait upon the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will continue to remind you that you don't have to have troubled hearts and that you are not, you won't have to be afraid. Because Jesus is saying here also, because you're going to have troubled hearts and you're going to be afraid at times. You need the Holy Spirit. There is no way around it. And this is why we need the Holy Spirit in our lives. And this is, this is exactly why. This is where I'm going. To have peace in your life, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. This is it. Because this is the thing in our lives right now. For some reason, at some time in our life, there was something that was good. And for some reason, now all of a sudden, we think that it's not good. And we begin to believe a lie. A lie about ourselves, or a lie about our situation. And for some of us, that has happened maybe in the last week or last month, or maybe for others of us, or maybe all of us, there's something that was said to us or done to us back when we were a kid. And all of this inner turmoil that has been taking place is because we've allowed for one phrase or one thing or one moment or one situation to be pointed at us and define us. And we have continued to go down this life of living a lie and believing a lie about ourselves. What do I mean by this? You know, a lot of times I tell jokes about myself and I I poke fun at it, but I I just have to be truthful. One does not handle getting cut sixth, seventh, and eighth grade middle school basketball well. (laughs) You joke about it, but it causes this thing, a chip on your shoulder. It does, that three consecutive years A coach looks at you in the eye and says, You're not good enough. Mind you, I didn't go to Ben Davis or Avon or Plainfield or Browns. I went to a school that graduated less than 200. That means the odds should have been in my favor. But often we have similar moments, just like that, where we can joke about it and laugh it off. But over the years, that chip on the shoulder gets a little bit bigger. And maybe it's not just trying to shoot an orange ball through a hoop, but maybe it's work. Maybe it's a relationship. But all of a sudden you begin to think, well, maybe I'm just not good enough. And maybe I should just settle with just riding the bench or riding the seat behind the bench. And that's just where God wants me in life. And you just live that lie. And you become okay with it. I'm okay being second, third, or fourth best. And that's okay. You know... I'm, I'm not the best student, so I'll just I'll just take this job and I'll just pay the bills. And it'll be fine. I'll just ride it out. It'll be okay. I'll just get into this relationship, and it should should be fine. Just ride it out. It'll be okay. But this is the thing. That's not how God works. God doesn't want His people to be people who have chips on their shoulder. God doesn't want his people to be a people who say, this is the lie and not just live in it. But God wants you to be set free from that lie because Jesus is the truth and the way. And so he needs his people. He desires for his people to not live with the, the turmoil inside that lies cause, but to step out of that and the truth will set you free. That's Jesus. Jesus came into this world because he wants the truth to set you free. Are there any of you in here that just feel like, I just want a little bit more, but I can't get there? Allow for the truth to set you free from the lies. And the way that that can happen, as we see in the Gospel of John the Advocate, The Holy Spirit allows for you to do this. To remove the lie and to replace it with Jesus' truth will allow for healing to take place in your life. And this is the thing. Then healing brings holiness. And holiness is peace. There's a pattern. Get rid of the lie. Remove it. Run away from it. Move into His truth, experience healing, step into holiness, and you will have peace. I'm just going to pause. This doesn't mean the sermon's over, but right now I want you just to be still with the hum of this great gym. And I want you to identify, just in your stillness, what is that lie? That needs to be removed. Just just close your eyes. Open your hands if you feel comfortable. Just for a few moments. There's something bubbling up that you realize that has been going on for weeks, months, years, decades. What is that? Jesus came so our souls do not need to be in turmoil. He came for our souls to find peace. There's two things I just want to leave with you really quick. And how then do we live? How do we live then? And what do we need to have around us? Uh, Nine years ago this Sunday, the branches launched for the first time it's awesome there's a lot of things that go on in making that happen you are the reasons why this happened Um, but in preparation and over the years my place in my house is our closet where i go and i pray it's pretty fun Um, it also motivates me to hang up my clothes not enough as Krista would probably identify but anyway but I go in there and I pray. and I didn't hear an audible voice this one time. I went in there, and it was early on in the life of this church. But I was just still. And I was, I was struggling. I was like, God, what am I doing? Why am I here? What's going on right Like, it just seems like a lot of, it was one of those days, if you ever have a workplace, where there's a lot of no's, you know? And I just remember just being still and it wasn't an audible voice but I just heard trust me trust me and in my response um, all I could say back was was just simply I trust you I trust you I trust you and I got up and I walked out of that closet and there was this extreme calmness over me it was a peace that I hadn't experienced at that point in this journey of the branches. And it was in that moment when I realized that trust is so important, right, in relationships with like this. but trust in God is very important. I'll never know what's around the next corner. I'll never know what the phone may bring me but trusting in God to get me through whatever may come is the key. So is that for you in your life? Where is that trust? What are you placing that trust in? What's that priority? Because in that moment, I realized that I was trusting myself more than I was trusting God. If I just do this, if I do this checklist, if I make everything right, this church will work. But in that moment when I realized if I trust in God, what matters isn't that I trust in God so the first thing is this and then the second is this I was having coffee with uh, the Rangers Treasurer and Christian uh, French over there and uh, we were having coffee great conversation and we were talking about 2023 and there's a I am excited for the year of 2023 I'm calling it the year of Jordan uh, it's Michael Jordan it's going to be Great. Uh, there's gonna probably be lots of 3 peats happening. I don't even know, but uh, whatever. The McDonald's for everyone in the year of Jordan. Anyway, and so Air Jordans for everyone. Okay, sorry, yeah, I'll stop there. But like, there's a lot going on, and 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 in our conversation, uh, you know, we were like, oh, this is where we're gonna go. This is gonna be a good. And if you're ever around, uh, she is the joy of the Lord. Uh, she is filled with with Jesus, and she shares Jesus with everyone. She is a hero of mine. And so, like, uh, and I'm sitting there, and and she. She can start sensing that I'm getting a little like, oh boy, oh boy, there's a lot. And she just looked at me and she said, God's got this. That was all I needed. The peace that overflowed me was awesome. We need godly people in our lives, trust in God, and we need godly people in our lives to have peace in your life. Those are the two things. If your proximity around godly people is far, you're going to have unrest and turmoil. It's just true. If your trust in God is not there, you're going to have unrest and turmoil. And so we work on that trust. We surround ourselves with people of Jesus and we allow for the Holy Spirit to set us free from the lie so that we can walk in the truth. So that we can be set free. Peace is what God wants from us. Can you put the passage back up there, John, again? And as we look at this passage, just, let's uh, let's read this together. Uh, yeah, let's just read it all. as well. Scripture's good. Let's all read this together. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Here it is. Let's read this. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Would you pray with me? Lord, if we're honest, we're afraid. And Lord, if we're honest, our hearts are troubled. And so right now we don't want the lies to live anymore. We want to be set free and we want to walk in your truth. Your word says that we can be set free. It does. It's honest. And so even the little unrest versus the larger, oh, I just have a little unrest. No, you want us to be set free from that or what may seem as the impossible. No, you say he will set us free. And so God, right now, we crave your peace in our souls. We don't want the busyness and the overwhelm and the chips on our shoulders to tell us that we're not good enough, we don't have the time, and we're just unworthy. That is not true. But rather, God, help us to see how holy we are and that we can have your peace. We trust you. We trust you. We trust you. In your name we pray. Amen. As we come to the end of our worship service, and as the band will come and and, and, and play our last song, um, we're going to come forward and take communion. And uh, how we do communion here is one simply this: if you believe and confess that Jesus Christ is your personal Savior, you are welcome to the table. You come and take a cup of, of the wafer and the juice. And as you take that, we love to come forward now, and then we go back to our seats, and then we sit, and then we'll all take it at the same time. But today we're going to have also, as you come forward, we're going to have prayer stations uh, up here, and have uh, three or four people up here, and uh, you guys can start coming forward as well. And... um uh, you, you can just come up to them and they're talking to them. And you're gonna say, "Lord," and just it doesn't have to. If you've never been prayed for before, sure, I, it can be feel weird, but simply, you know, they're just gonna. If you just come forward to them and say, "I need peace," they're just gonna say, "Lord, I bring ask, ask for your peace to come upon me." And so, I encourage you to not miss this opportunity to be prayed over. I was at a conference on uh, Friday and um, uh, we had to leave. At least the guy who drove me there had to leave. But I was like, they're all from buddy. I'm going forward. I don't care. So I did, and it was worth it. So I encourage you, come and get your communion. Uh, I'll be down here too as well. And, uh, and we'll, we'll just come forward and receive prayer, okay? And so um, come and receive uh, the body and the blood of Christ that was broken for you so that you could be filled up in a way where you will be given hope in all that you do. Come and receive a great love, the only great love that we can ever have in this world that leads to amazing life. Come. come, come, So as we leave this place, let us leave knowing that sin can be defeated. Amen. Let us leave knowing that God's grace is greater than any sin. Amen. And that as we take the elements, it is God's love filling us up. So as we leave this place, everyone smile. Everyone smile. This is a joyful moment. As we leave this place, we get to be the love of Christ to all those around us. Let's go with Jesus, and let's love like crazy this month until we see each other again. Let us go with Christ. Peace. Amen. Love you all.